This is an excerpt from Beholding by Ross Gay. As Irving went higher and now began to extend his right hand in a precise arc, beginning precisely above his head, painting a broad and precise circle, not unlike Leonardo's Vitruvian man in his hula hoop of perfect proportions. If that little naked man wasn't little or naked and was palming a basketball and was flying through the trees. And I find myself again and again with my arm making me a perfectly impossible circle. Again and again, as I watch this clip on YouTube, frame by frame, clumsily, on a computer with gummy keys and a post-it note covering the eye hole scrawled, Discipline, on April 5th, 2015. At 1.48 a.m., again and again, thinking, what am I looking at? What am I seeing? Back to the first long step toward the baseline, the slight contact with Landsberger, the leap again, long step, contact, leap again, long step, contact, leap again, long step, contact, leap. And I notice this time in the background, which is granted hazy, this being old footage and my eyes a bit roomy. For now, nearly two hours studying this clip, I notice at about the foul line, Silk, a.k.a. Jamal Wilkes, who for the record, Coach Wooden, on the record, said was his best player ever at UCLA, not Kareem and oh fuck forever Bill Walton, and it's worthwhile to spend at least a moment with the name Silk, among the finest basketball nicknames, implying an ease and fluidity of movement, implying a difficult thing, a painful thing, made to look easy, a fiber prized for its softness, its smoothness on the skin, gathered from captive worms, fed mulberry leaves. My court name was Beast, for what it's worth, and after a summer league game on the court at 10th and Lombard, where those in the know would slide through a gap in the grimace of the wrought iron gate to get in, a court that would be in time, shut down in the most heinous of ways, removing the rims, the backboards lonely as gravestones, because of complaints to the city from the condo owners across the street who did not want to hear, God forbid, all that Negro gathering and celebration and care and delight every goddamn weekend, morning, all that frolic and tumult, all that flight. Why can't they just go someplace else? A slightly older opponent told me, holding my hand and shoulder and pulling me close. He was holding me beneath the stately oaks, overhanging the court, looking kindly down on us, and time to time blocking a high arcing shot and wishing a leaf or two upon the ex-ballers on the sidelines, reading the Philadelphia Inquirer, sipping coffee, debating and laughing, or acting stupid like refs, making calls. Oh yeah, he walked his ass off. The oaks dappling the old heads in their discourse. The best line of verse I will ever write. His shirt soaked through, staring at me to be sure. I was listening, which I was, then as now. You ain't no beast, you ain't no beast, you're a man, you hear me? I noticed Silk's right leg and hip twitch before, relaxing with what might have been the body's aw shit, though if you look closely again and again, in a certain kind of way, again and again, you'll see also what might be a kind of light descending upon Silk's high cheekbones and forehead, again and again, unfurling almost across his face as he cranes his neck toward the soaring until you'd almost swear tonight 
At 2.26 a.m., he was looking into a street strewn with, strewn with people, the human-shaped shadows twisting across his body, the legs swaying into his torso, a gray hand burning across his face, resting for a second at his ear. The pinky become a beak from which wheezed a tiny song you'd swear, watching the silver of the clip again and again, the shadow of one man's head seeming to lay itself on Silk's chest, for which in the clip you'll see make of his arm a cradle lowering his head, as though to say, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, with which the tree makes a kind of choir, moaning, I'm so sorry, twisting its roots in the molder with what they've been made to do.